Nobody's gonna hurt anybody. We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correct the mundo. And that's what we're gonna be. We're gonna be cool. Okay, we're back. Episode 5, Three Little Fonzies. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Give us a review. What's going on, guys? Baseball is in jeopardy. The Miami Marlins have like 18 staff members with the coronavirus. Shut up! How do we feel about that? Not fucking happy. Fucking disaster. fucking happy, bro. The Yankees, I finally get them back. We're off 2-1 start. We're looking good. And then the motherfucking Marlins go out and ruin it. What is wrong with Florida? Florida as a whole... I don't know if I've seen like a meme where it's Bugs Bunny cutting like with a saw and then just letting Florida yeah. float off into the distance. Just get rid of fucking Florida. I mean, this is, a, in my opinion, the most exciting baseball has been, the most exciting start to a season that I've ever seen. There's more news coming out about baseball every fucking hour or so. I think it's awesome to see that the Nationals are off to a one in four start after winning the World Series because just fuck them. Uh, fuck the Astros. Uh, the game last night, I know. Dude, you are literally like, God, you're just, you, you're the reason people hate Yankees fans so much. Like, because we shut win? the fuck up. Like, you just, we win? so much hate coming out of your mouth about all these teams. Like, because I can't watch actually... them play. I can't watch them play, so I'm going to get fucking angry. I've been waiting for no, months. No, but when you started off talking about the Marlins, now you're freaking out about the Nationals. That's all I'm saying. Fuck the just Nationals. Relax what what there, do you want like... me to You want me to go sing around, sing Kumbaya with every other fucking No, but like, I want to I wanna come back to the Marlins. Now. I want to come back to the Marlins for a second. Like, all right. The fact that the Marlins knew, whatever it was, I think it was either four or seven players had tested positive and they still played the Phillies, like... Come on, guys. Like, have a little respect. Have a little fucking, you know, just, like, decency and intelligence not to play in the game Read when the you start having room. tests. Well, what do we think is the most realistic outcome from this? Like, is there going to be a season or could this uh, really yeah, fuck it, everything up? Because some people like to say, like, I've heard a lot of, like, can't we just forget about the Marlins? Like, obviously, there's not a lot of Marlins. With, but realistically, and I mean, no, we can't because, like, or, or, yeah, or it just, just it, it throws a huge wrench into everyone's schedules. And so, yeah, how do you play around them? But I guess what he said is, you know, they, they're looking into some replacement players. They're also putting the, the season on pause. What's so shocking to me is that Sunday. what they're paused till Sunday. What Connor just said, though, the fact that that's even a question. And the reason I say that is because, like, I've talked to my friend who works for CAA, like, the uh, agency, and just talking about how, and he made a really good point, like, these leagues, obviously, they spent a ton of time preparing for this type of situation. It doesn't really look like the MLB prepared for this type of situation right now. They didn't at all. Like, it seems like they just, so, like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. And my problem, I I don't think replacement players, like calling up players from the AAA is good because, or is going to work because then the Marlins would just suck. And then it's not fair (laughs) for the teams that don't get to play the Marlins that much. And the teams that maybe play the Marlins several times that are picking up easy dubs. Yeah, that would fuck up. I also got to look at the schedule more, but like, I'm so confused. Like the the Mets are, the, the Mets are playing the Red Sox for their third of four games. Like it's only a 60 game season. Like why Because they're are... in the same division. They're now, no, they're not in the same division. But they're fucking not. Moron. It's all broken up into three different divisions now. 
And still to, to limit traveling, I guess, Greenwood, I mean, because that's always oh, been a thing, okay, like the okay, three to four okay. game right, series. Well, I guess you know more. Uh, no, I mean, I, that's my guess. I mean, three to four game series has always been a thing. I, I guess what you're saying is maybe shorten that to one or two if the season's well, shortened. Well, to your point about the Marlins, like, how's that going to work? Like, if the Marlins, you know, like, if the Marlins take two weeks off, like, who the fuck are the teams that are supposed to play them four times, you know, every two weeks? What are they, who are they going to play? What are they going to do? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I'm I mean, saying. And the oh, Yankees wait. couldn't even wrong. play because they yeah, needed to wrong. use the same dugout as the Shocker. Marlins. So it has greater effects than that. Like, the teams <laughs> can't use the same dugouts that the Marlins were using. So it, there's a lot of ripple effects from this. And I don't know... I don't know. There's a lot of solutions that the, the MLB other needs the other to come crazy up with. thing, and like I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Marlins because like it's obvious it's it's both upsetting and somewhat of old news at this point. I mean, not really, but it's insane how quickly it spread among that team. Like I've never seen like it was like four players, then it was seven, then it was eleven, then it was like the entire clubhouse. Like that just shows you like once it's in, like it's in. You know, like you're in. You're not gonna have like one person get it and like you put that person away like if one team gets it like they may Definitely. as well be erased from the league for however long you know and it's just what, what i what i meant to say though was that they're playing people in their region more so like that's why you're seeing the mets playing the red Sox more often they're trying to right. keep no yeah the as usual region. you you yeah. you brought something up with like a tiny hint of truth but that was in vast majority wrong. What was that? Yeah, sorry. Shut up. All right, so what else is new? We got the Emmys. The Emmys came out with their nominations the other day. You guys see anything uh, that surprised you or any shows that you're happy received the nominations? I, I want to just start and. Cause just because Greenwald put me on to BoJack Horseman. Um, they were nominated for an Outstanding Animated Program, the episode The View from Halfway Down. Yeah. BoJack Horseman, for all the fans out there, Greenwald, correct me if I'm wrong. All three of us watch great. it, I think. Yeah, and, I, and I, I would recommend it at some point, except for that. it's it's If you are still fighting the urge to watch BoJack, you're just a hater for no reason, because it's it's got it all. I want BoJack. Rami was the uh, was first uh, Muslim American sitcom nominated. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Right, yeah. Shout Gonna out, talk shout a little bit more about Rami. Rami later. Greenwald's favorite show ever, Westworld, not nominated. I agree with that. I'm happy that that yeah. didn't happen. Okay, well, give me a second here. Let me defend myself. I just, I, sadly, there was nowhere to go but down from the end of the first season of Westworld, which I maintain I is like the greatest season of television, but Season two was bad, better upon when I rewatched it. Season three, uh, not good at all. Really not good at all. I will say that really? there were actors and actresses that were nominated. Jeffrey Wright, who plays Bernard, and Thandi Noon, who plays Maeve, both nominated, have a very good chance of winning. They're both amazing in it, you know, doing the best they can with shitty writing. I will say, though, HBO in general has been having strong TV. I know neither of you guys watch Euphoria. God damn it. That show... It's it's electric. Shout out to Zendaya for getting that nomination. Yep. She is Zendaya just got very her first fucking good in exactly. it. Larry David didn't get one. Curb Your Enthusiasm, no nomination this year. Kind yeah. of unfortunate. That's I feel okay. like that Everyone could always knows. deserve one. Everyone knows, yeah. like yeah, Curb and what he's I, I, feel, to... I feel like 
Larry David doesn't give a fuck. I feel like if he's not nominated, it's he doesn't. Even oh yeah, Larry Larry's life will go on. Yeah, I'm not sweating that too much. And lastly, <laughs> the the Mandalorian got nominated for best drama. A lot of people were surprised about that, but I guess they feel Baby Yoda is just too compelling. I mean, I thought it was a fantastic show. It definitely deserves it for like the graphics and shit like that. I will say also Watchmen with a shit yes. ton of nominations, which was so fucking good for a mini series. I think one thing though is like and, and and again liam this is something i would expect you to say but no matter what these award shows do and in general they've been horrible and they've been underappreciative of yeah not watching in general I but i feel like people are never satisfied no matter like someone's always left out i just like i'm already seeing on twitter like no nominations for hispanic people and i honestly don't know much about that but i just oh, you're, it feels you're surprised like someone's you're always that? left out yeah huh? I i'm mean, surprised you're not saying it because like it's very social justice warrior the thing for me is i just don't give a fuck about the emmys i don't watch the oscars i don't watch any of that bullshit on tv because yeah, but it just people saying re- that stuff bothers you, and you talked about how you hated Hollywood last week. So like exactly, I so I just don't pay. I don't, I try to pay as little attention to it as possible. But I do love animated television, so I'm going to talk about BoJack Horseman. I'm going to talk about Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to be tuning into the Emmys, but I mean, we talk, we we consume a lot of television. We talk about it a lot. It's worth uh, worth talking about who who deserves their credit. Well, one more thing I'll say too. One more thing is just because we have to say it. Like Succession also raked mm-hmm. in the nominations. Well, well deserving, especially yes. Jeremy Strong, who didn't get a nomination for season one. And like I remember tweeting during season two, if this man doesn't get fucking nominated, I will be livid because he's so fucking good at it. Greenwood was so mad. Yeah, shut the fuck up, dish. And lastly, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., two of the most famous boxers ever. 54 years old and 51 years old. They just agreed to an eight-round exhibition boxing match. You guys aren't the biggest boxing fans. It does. I'm interested in boxing. I don't know about this fight, but I just want to get your guys' opinions. Are you interested in this fight? Will you be tuning in? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm 100% going to be tuning in. I never got to see Mike Tyson, you know, in his glory days. We always see highlights of him, you know, fucking eating Evander Holyfield's fucking uh, ear. ear off. Like, yeah, I kind of <laughs> just want... I was, I was getting a green wall. Shut your fucking mouth. Uh, but I'm just kind of yeah, hyped to, you know... You actually, out. I know, you're, you're right. I apologize. I don't really apologize. But... It's just kind of cool to see someone from my feet, even though I don't know how old he is, I feel like he's just from like 30 years ago, has a box in forever. And now like we're going to be able to get to see him like as 23 year olds, 24 year olds. I think that's a pretty dope opportunity to be able to kind of say that and just see see where he's at right now. Like who, who the fuck knows? He could throw the first punch and knock the guy right out or he gets ass whooped. I'm, I'm excited to see either way. Yeah. $50 from a, from a is a lot to pay to see it, but what do you think Greenwald? That's crazy. But from, from a personal stamp, but dude, that's the thing is like, you know, people are going to do it. Like every time one of these things comes up, People are like, oh, like, baby, like, everyone's like the tiger doing it. Phil charity thing. Everyone. It's just that something pay-per-view. you, it's just, it's just like a can't miss event. And, like, you want to be somewhere where someone's paying for it or you want to pay for it yourself. And also, you might, like, go have a viewing party with some friends, chip in, like, five, ten bucks each and watch it on one big screen. But I was going to say, from a personal perspective, I'm a little upset to see how good of shape Mike Tyson is in because I will have to take a punch from him (laughs) when we get to 100,000 followers (laughs) or subscribers, rather. So, from a personal perspective. Make it happen, please. 
And I know that there's people out there making burner accounts, subscribing to our podcast just to see me get punched. And to those people, (laughs) I say, thank you for the follow, but also like, which spread some real love here, you know? Yeah. A couple things. I, uh, I hate to be realistic here, but a lot of people, a lot of the opinions I've heard more so from like our demographic or maybe not or outsider boxing fans, you could say everyone think like everyone's seen these videos that have been circulating the past month about Mike Tyson hitting pads. Okay. First of all, trainers can make any boxer look good on pads. So that's not very telling. They're also 54 and 51. These guys aren't going to knock each other out. I know everyone thinks Mike Tyson's going to knock Roy Jones Jr. out. It's going to be a boring fight, and I'm telling you, Roy Jones Jr. is going to win it. He's a lot more technical, in a bit better shape. Uh, he's fought like more recently. I think it's going to be incredibly underwhelming. I, I almost guarantee you neither of them are going to get knocked out. I don't think they want to knock each other out. I don't think anyone should want to see a 54-year-old get knocked out either. That's incredibly dangerous for our brain. Uh, yeah, he I might not think, get up. I think the he highlight of the him. night is going to be the Jake Paul-Nate Robinson fight, which is on the undercard. Jake Paul, this YouTube celebrity, I don't really know too much about him, don't care too much about him, but Nate Robinson, the 5'9", former NBA player, slam dunk champion, super athlete. I think that should be a little bit more exciting. I think they'll be swinging for the fences, a lot less controlled than Tyson and Jones Jr., and I think that'll be the one to watch, honestly. Looking forward, I don't know where Nate Robinson came from or like how his name got in the mix. But that should be a bit more exciting in my the opinion. The only thing I'll say about that, I don't know much about boxing, like, it's just, I, I feel like I've always heard that reach is very important, and so I'm nervous that Nate Robinson will lose, and it'll be, like, that's such a hero-villain fight. Like, no one wants the Paul guy to win, like, and if he <laughs> wins, that's just gonna suck. Like, that's yeah, gonna well, be I mean, such a back to Yeah, well, I mean, back to reach, dude, Mike Tyson's a heavyweight, and he's like 5'9". Uh, so obviously he's a real boxer, so he knows how to overcome that disadvantage. You're right. That is definitely an advantage, the reach advantage. But there are ways to come to overcome that. And Nate Robinson being the athlete he is, I don't know about his boxing experience, but could still be exciting enough. Yeah, no, true, true that. Um, yeah, so we've gotten a little bit of like current events, a little bit of spice. I feel like, Liam, I always go first. You want to go first? You want to show me something uh, from the political world uh, before I... I bless you with something oh bless me yeah no thanks jack yeah i would love to so there's a few things i was thinking about pulling up today but what i had to settle on just because as a veteran of the elon riding center and someone who is just so proud (laughs) of it for god knows whatever the fuck reason that's right i wanted to share the article how rutgers has declared grammar racist and the english department has pledged to incorporate critical grammar into program. So the critical grammar approach challenges the standard academic form of the English English language in favor of a more inclusive writing experience. So now the English language is racist, Jack. It's racist. Yeah, no, so I... I and Leonidas Johnson came out saying how this is insulting, patronizing, and in itself racist to call grammar racist as it's almost saying... Minorities are incapable of learning the language. It's saying that they're not able to do it. So we have to completely change the English grammar for that. And they're also, and Jack, I I know you'd be upset about this, decolonizing the writing center over at Rutgers as well. It's a big blow to writing centers everywhere. I mean, how do you feel being a former writing center that you were preaching such racist 
terrible, terrible words. Well, I, I have a few things to say uh, on this. First of all, let me just read you Leonidas Johnson's Twitter bio on his own Twitter page. Advocate for post-racial identity, Christian, pro-life, libertarian, actor, writer, dubbed gatekeeper to white supremacy by unhinged leftists. So you know where he comes down on these sorts of things. And then the other thing yeah, I want to say is that the source, the source of this article also had written an article that was published less than a week ago talking about how so-called Dr. Anthony Fauci, they put doctor in quotations, was throwing out the first pitch at the Nationals game. And they said that they said that he they were complaining about how everyone thinks that all the teams in Washington are racist and their names are abominations. And they said, this is a direct quote from an article from this same website, like most racist things, the Nationals owe their success to President Donald J. Trump who helped the team win the World Series in 2019, something it was never able to okay. accomplish in 10 years under Barack okay. Obama and would have never achieved under Hillary Clinton. So that's I'm very fine. glad to see that no, your website that's fine. is this attributing... Is on, Jack, this is on several different sources. It's not just from that one right-wing website. What the point is is that Rutgers is declaring grammar racist, and I want your opinion on whether or not grammar is racist. That's is it I'm racist asking. or not? Yeah. Yeah, like that's... I, I see your point. <laughs> I see you're going all over the place talking about Leonidas and his opinion, <laughs> saying it's insulting and patronizing. My question to you this whole time was, is grammar racist? I don't give a fuck about you going into the another article about them talking about the I think this Donald is Trump. a you what? know Ruck, this is, Ruckers this is, is saying it's racist it's Ruckers it's not this source this is a classic example of you know but it's what? complained Do you about think on it's both sides obviously not no I don't even know what okay. that means like, yeah I was gonna say I don't even understand like what, I really don't yeah. get it like I, I think he's taking like the idea of people saying that it's hard or that we shouldn't put pressure on people to learn the English language or something like that. And they're spinning that into a, a blanket statement of calling grammar racist, which like just doesn't even really make sense to me. Like, I just don't understand what that means. But you could say that about any language. Like every language has grammatical uh, accuracies and inaccuracies. Okay. Like, so grammar is a worldly thing. It's impossible to be racist. Okay, well, it's like, I always wonder, it? I always wonder with the Spanish language, like every word is masculine or feminine. I just wonder like what the hardcore feminists in the U S would think about like certain words being masculine <laughs> or feminine. I think about <laughs> that sometimes. Like, why is the sun masculine? Just like things <laughs> like that. I always, I always wonder how they'd react. Just ask Greenwald. That's a, so really, ask that's, Greenwald. A, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, you know, every word, you know how you see on Twitter, like people identify as like he, him, yeah. she, her, the, or they, like, them. I guess, you know, you would identify as like they, them. All words <laughs> should be defined that way to, for, you know, the, uh, I don't know. So Greenwald admits uh, that grammar is racist. Let's see if we can knock down Bishopeg. What's your little piece of news, Greenwald? Yeah, see, unlike Liam, I don't need to go with uh, opinionated article. It's not an opinion. I, Rucker said that the grammar is racist. They're coming out and saying whatever, it. whatever. We'll talk about that more later. No, we're Unlike not. You, it's I over. have a direct quote. I have a direct quote. Direct clip. There's nothing that needs to be said. Honestly, this clip is so outrageous. I'll be shocked if you guys haven't seen it, but something tells me that you won't have seen it yet. But uh, here, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys this clip because it just, it has to be shown. And I said, is there some kind of a test? 
an acuity test. And he said there actually is, and he named it, whatever it might be. And it was 30 or 35 questions. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult, uh, like a memory question. It's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points. If you, okay, now he's asking you other questions, other questions, and then 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, they say, remember the first question? Not the first, but the 10th question? Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. If you get it in order, you get extra points. They said, nobody gets it in order. It's actually not that easy, but for me, it was easy. And that's not an easy question. In other words, they ask it to you, they give you five names and you have to repeat them. And that's okay. If you repeat them out of order, it's okay, but, but you know, it's not as good. But then when you go back about 20, 25 minutes later and they say, go back to that question, they don't tell you this. Go back to that question and repeat them. Can you do it? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. They say, that's amazing. How did you do that? I do it because I have, like, a good memory, because I'm cognitively there. All right. So (laughs) this clip has been... Have you guys seen it, first of all? Yeah, I did. You've seen that, Liam? Yes, I have. Okay, all right. So that clip has been everywhere because he's been bragging about this cognitive test. And then on that interview, it was revealed that some of the questions are literally to identify different animals. Like, this is an elephant, that's a giraffe. But so he keeps trying to like justify this test as a real thing. And and I get I get that people worry that like Biden is also like oh, somewhat really, losing I hope it. You but do. like I hope you fucking dude, do. But where like, has he been? I don't what where what has I he been? It's like weekend he's at been Bernie's respecting the social distancing. CNN and the feminist these guys are just dragging him along, dude. He's fucking dead in the head. You guys but you dude, should be more worried. What, I get it. You I get you you're like showing me this video about Trump. You should be more worried about these fucking protests going on in Portland. Jerry Nadler saying that it's a myth. Why would right? I be more worried about that? Why would more I be more worried about the country burning down? That? You know what makes me you makes me you know what makes me worry about that is the fact that there are federal agents taking people away in unmarked vehicles. Like I don't even you, you just like you're you're what you follow and what I follow is so different in so many ways. That you're okay. seeing how it's getting spun. They only sent federal so are you, agents you could, in there I could say because that the same way for you, Jerry. You could, but was... you, but you could, and you couldn't. Like I could show you, like I, I wouldn't, I didn't feel like it was worth my time because it was done on something else. But if you watch last week tonight, like you see that on Fox News, they're talking about the protest as violent, and they're citing vandalism and violent acts as graffiti. Like graffiti okay. is not violence, and it doesn't warrant taking people away. But let's stick with this clip. I get that. People think Biden also has like, you know, he's getting old. And I agree. It's very sad that it's come down to these two people. I wish that there was more young involvement in politics. But like what I love to think about is the people on Trump's team who are watching him give this interview and just going like, what the fuck is he talking about right now? And like, how are we going to spin this? Like, (laughs) Get to the typewriters, boys. (laughs) Dude, if you've done any I, of those types agree. of tests, like, 
everyone knows what that test is like. Like you say a bunch of words or something and then you come back to it. But he's like, I do it because I have like a good memory because I'm co- like, he's literally I'm cognitive. Like a, I'm cognitively there. <laughs> yeah. He's I like mean, a 15 year old girl, dude. It's just so that, funny. Like, I, you know, what would be great because we still don't know. Like people see that and they're like, God, Trump, you really think that's like an impressive test of your memory. But still, like, people are still out there like, would Biden do worse, though? So what I I think needs to happen when these presidential debates start, how about we dedicate the first half hour to that exam? They're on the stage. They're both doing the questions together. That decides who becomes president. That that decides who becomes the president. Here's here's my thing, though, and it's actually hilarious because if you guys have seen the movie Troy or know the story of, like, Troy and the Trojan horse and how they beat... The, how they surpassed the walls of Troy by giving them this horse that they hid oh, inside and they thought it was like a gift from the gods, whatever. They put out a political ad today, the Trump campaign did, and it was fucking hilarious. Like, and I, I actually, it's fucked up because he's he actually is a terrible person, does a lot of bad things, but like I actually can't help but find him to be the funniest person like, in <laughs> the world. This shit is very and this funny. ad, it was a Trojan horse and Biden's head was on the Trojan horse. And, like, as the, like, things are peeling back, you see, like, AOC and Bernie are, like, in the horse. And it's, like, Biden's the Trojan horse. Like, they're packing him with the that, leftist, like, whatever agenda and all that, that, that shit. No, Greenwald, that's what I'm saying. But like, I saw a similar thing, like, with the weekend at Bernie's. It was, like, them no, holding up I, Biden. And then it says, and, like, CNN and then, like, liberals on the left. Dude, and, and see, like, the thing is, I get it. But, like, for me, I would rather have a fucking mindless vessel being controlled by people than Trump, who's a mindless vessel, but who is controlling himself and, like, making his own decisions because he's just, like, so that's off the, the rails. You have your opinion, but you have your opinion just, and that's fair. And that's, also because, yeah, I, I, I agree with the left side of politics, and so, like, if Democrats have power, then I'll be mostly getting what I want. And that's why a lot of people, Correct. in my view, make a deal with the devil with Trump Republicans because like he will mostly adhere to their agenda. But it's like at the end of the day, like where does, you know, the country unity and like the peddling of racism and xenophobia, like at a certain sexism, like you have to put those things above everything else. And I think the inability of some people to do that is, you know, sad. No, that's fair. I think we all have our opinions on it, but absolutely. All right, way to conclude that that segment. Okay, I'm glad we can agree. So we're moving on to the hot box. You know, I'm not going to go first with my question. I can't really figure out why I'm so easily winning so far. So maybe Fuck it's you. maybe it has to do with the fact that I'm dropping my questions first. I'll so I'm going to let you guys take the reins first. I'll so go first. Gonna, all right, Fuck all right. you, Hawkins. Stupid bitch. Anyway, um, but you have given good answers, so I'm honestly going to give you the dub if you get a good answer, but... My I think question. it's because me and Liam were so contentious with each other that, like, we were just so <laughs> eager to not give the point to No, the no, I, I... But I'm I going in with point. an open mind this week, Liam. So. I, okay, same to you, Jack. Fuck face. So, <laughs> my question to both of you, and I don't care who answers first, is you have a UFO just crash into your backyard. Some big old green alien wipes himself off, gets up, and he's like... He speaks English. He's just like, what's up, dude? But has no concept of anything like he has not he's it's not like he knows anything about earth he hasn't traveled around here he hasn't been observing human life he's just fucking chilling and crashed here and he's like whoa 
what are you doing with this guy? Like, where are you bringing him? What's your day with this alien going to look like? Okay, I'll go first. Well, for, for the record, I didn't... I was operating under the assumption that this alien didn't speak English. Okay, so it doesn't like, speak... Okay, your alien like, doesn't speak English. So you English. had to kind of bridge the gap of communication okay, somehow. Your, so my your first alien thought... Your alien my first thought, and, and throw whatever you want at me for this comment. I know you guys are going to say it. This was my first thought. It's not my final answer. <laughs> my first thought was, like, I thought it would be interesting to, like, show the, the alien porn. Just to think, <laughs> like, what, to see, like, what he or she would think of it. Like, would he be like, this looks interesting? Are they attacking each other? Are they getting along? Is this how they communicate? So that was my first thought, but then I was like, you know what? He might think that I was trying to like show him something about violence, and then he might like attack me, <laughs> or she might like attack me and like murder me or something. <laughs> so what I realized I thought would actually Start jerking be fun off in your room. <laughs> would be like to offer the alien. I would take the alien into the kitchen and or to like a Wendy's or something like that. But I would take the Ooh. alien somewhere where I would get like all these dank foods, like ice cream, burgers, hot dogs, like yogurt just different things and see what he or she enjoyed because i feel like food is the ultimate peace offering and it would be and i feel like always in movies it's like they you know aliens become like obsessed with a twix bar or like there's something yeah, that yeah. like they love twinkies like there's just there's always something that they really love they're like looking so at I a kit kat like, bar and they're like i feel like this i know it has a hyphen, hyphen. <laughs> it has a fucking hyphen this doesn't look no, right but, yeah they're like what if he just like we don't we're not even speaking and then he just picks up the Kit Kat bar and he's like yeah we have these <laughs> what's your hyphen like, <laughs> but uh but yeah no just to like put that to bed to see like what uh foods they actually enjoyed <laughs> because really you know that's always actually and it's something that's always been on my mind that I've that I've wanted to talk about with you guys is like the best dream I've ever had in my life like wouldn't it be the greatest thing ever if all food that was healthy for you tasted shitty and all food that was unhealthy for you was was or all food that tasted good was healthy for you Dude. so like ice cream was like vegetables that's like and that's like, like what a mom po reposts on facebook like on some like weight loss app like oh i wish all the really good like tasty food t didn't taste why so good. why are you why are you going in that direction instead of just thinking <laughs> of a better world and thinking about a world of, of <laughs> peace and harmony where we would all be able to eat ice cream and look like and have it eat like we vegetables taste like Army. vegetables I don't know, but that's a, no, I it like that. No, wouldn't taste like vegetables. Ice cream would taste like ice cream, but it would be healthy for you. Oh, but it's a okay. I thought yeah, you yeah, said so ice, ice cream would taste yeah. like vegetables. Okay. No, it was the best dream I ever had. Like you would eat a shit ton of ice cream and it'd be like the best diet you could have. I got you. Know you. What I mean? Okay. Uh, but anyways, okay. that's that's go ahead, Connor. I'm very curious to see where you're gonna take. All this. right. In terms of uh, your porn idea, that's kind. That was kind of more in line of my thought. My first differentiator dish, what I needed to know was, does this alien, like, is it an alien or does it look like a human? It, it just looks like one of those, like, your typical, like, green alien. Okay, exactly. Like, All right, if the that's the case, then, uh, yeah, more, I guess, explicit than just showing it porn. But I was going to say, assuming it's, like, gender, gender neutral, I was going to, oh like, show it how sex works. <laughs> We don't know what to oh, expect Jesus from these Christ. aliens. It might have that vacuum seal, double hand twist, gawk combo 3000 or whatever <laughs> it's called. <laughs> so that's kind of where my mind went to. That's unexplored territory. I don't know if it's like a sexy avatar or something. How do you know, though, if it 
if it's if it's like the generic alien, how do you know if it's a dude or a girl? And then like that's up to your discretion, boys. <laughs> You're the ones fucking the alien. The fact that it's an alien, I don't even know if like dudes and girls exist in alien world. Who knows? It might just have something really soft. Is what I was. Or they just have nothing, dude. They might just be like just totally bare down there. But what that mouth do is my question. But I mean, I just felt like he couldn't bring a green alien anywhere, so that's where my mind went. Getting a little creative. However, like if you could, like because like if you brought it to a fucking Wendy's, like people would freak out. Hypothetically, if you could bring this alien... Dude, come on. You could put him in like a sweatshirt and sweatpants with the hood up in the back. Yeah, right, And if they saw him, they'd be like, they wouldn't believe what they saw. Dude, they wouldn't believe what they saw. But if we're taking them out in public... Okay, but if we're taking them out in public, apart from finding out what it's like to be with an alien, I was kind of thinking bringing bringing the alien to a Jerry Springer show. What is more American than a Jerry Springer show? Seeing you're just picking at Liam's heartstrings with this. <laughs> well, dude, tell me that's not like the ideal dude. thing for an alien to see to uh, to confuse the shit out of it. Be like, what is this place? <laughs> Where is this world? Why why is this dude, like I don't know the fights that always go down like a priest fighting. So well, I don't right, even but that's kind of my that's kind of my point is like with the food is like if this is the first alien ever like you are entrusted with like being its bridge to our world. Like we need to connect. And if you bring him straight to Jerry Springer, he's going to be like, I'm out of here. This is insanity. Well, the question question wasn't to like convince an alien to become a member of your society. It was more so like what you do do maybe for amusement or whatnot. And yeah, I mean, I'd get a fucking Wendy's to go. Like I'd get him a fucking large frosty if you wanted one Greenwald. I'm not against the food idea. But Brent, you wouldn't don't... know if he wanted one without taking him there. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'll get him the fucking nachos, the frosty. We'll sit at the fucking Jerry Springer show with a bunch of food, and he would be mind fucked. Okay, but, right. but but to go back, you're the one who said you can't bring the alien in public. Like, what are all the people okay? At Jerry if you Springer can't bring say? the alien out in public, then it's then it's the exploring sex with the alien. But because your answer okay. was bringing it around and having it food. Jerry Springer was also No, no, well, mine was into the kitchen. Into the kitchen. Okay, well, it's not going to explore that much variation. Okay, 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 so now now your answer is you're going to bring an alien to a fucking kitchen, okay? And I kind of said, like, sex with the alien or Jerry Springer show. So what do you think? All right, all right. No, 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 no. Both of you, both of you shut up. Both of you shut up. You're both sickos for wanting to fuck this alien. But Connor did tug porn. on my heartstrings. Oh I love the Jerry God. Springer show. Dude, taking oh an alien to the Jerry Springer God. show would be ridiculous, you, Greenwald. Bitch. It would be That Greenwald. would be ridiculous. I love Wendy's. That is a great idea. But, I mean. Jack. All right. Well, then it. Okay, fine. Well, still, then, it's the compilation of our answers. Because Connor's original answer was about, you know, the Glock 3000 or whatever the fuck. So, <laughs> That's whatever, still better fine. than the kitchen. Ask, I don't want to. You ultimately I'm not, settled I'm in with bringing it to the kitchen. Having sex with an alien I is better and more interesting. I'm having a very vacation. bad day. <laughs> I am in no mood. I am in no mood to answer another question right now. I will be asking. And I just question. want to clarify really quickly. I didn't want to say this during my answer because it have, could have affected the result. But Dish, I actually think you're a fucking loser for being so obsessed with the Jerry Springer show. In college, <laughs> in some college, some you. days in college, I'd visit visit Dish at like one in the some afternoon. Days every day. But yeah, literally Twelve every day. He would be watching this shit at 12 o'clock at noon. I don't know. You must be fucking brain dead to consume that much Jerry Springer. 
at noon every day, it fucking baffles me. However, the live experience with an alien, it would be something. It would truly be something. <laughs> Fuck you, Carl. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you, you'd end up dead if you brought it to the fucking Jerry All Springer right. show. But hey, you know, I'll find out about everything and we'll, you know, bridge the gap and I'll make peace with aliens. But whatever. My question, excuse me, common question that you always hear in hypotheticals or like that people think about a lot is if you were in a movie about yourself, if a movie was made about you, who would you want to play yourself? But my question is, if you had to cast a movie with the other two little Fonzies, i.e. Connor for you, me and Liam, and Liam for you, me and Connor, who would you have play us, and why would you choose them? All right. I'll go first. Well, I think... I, I Did I go first? No, I got to go first this yeah, time. Yeah, no, so Connor, you got to go first yeah, right, this time. Yeah. All right, so I'll start with Dish. So I'm picking actors, hypothetical actors for Dish and Greeny. I'll start with Dish. Originally, I was thinking Rain Wilson, the guy who plays Dwight Schrute in The Office. That's hilarious. They look alike. They kind of really look alike and kind of act alike to some degree. Uh, What do you mean? The glasses on top of everything would have made it a really good one. So I, I was pretty committed to that answer, but actually just by chance, I saw a picture of Brendan Fraser yesterday. And Dish looks just like Brendan Fraser, the actor. That is so ridiculous and outrageous. I can't believe you're Dude, peddling this nonsense. Look up a picture of Brendan Fraser, and Dish looks exactly like Brendan Fraser, dude. Not even kidding you. Even if we can pause, I, w- I wouldn't mind you sharing a picture real quick, Brendan Fraser, Greenwald. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna pull up my screen here, and I'm <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Dude, yo, this is hilarious. Come on, I just the way that this is going. Come on, oh my god, this is hilarious. (laughs) Dude, that first picture, that first, yo, only the first picture I look like. No, it's all of them. Yo, I'm crying. It's all of them. Weirdly, in the bottom right, that really good-looking picture, even on the. Yeah, dude, come on. Oh my fucking god. So I'm Holy right. Shit. So I'm right. Well you can see Holy that. shit. I I, I <laughs> Dude that <laughs> Yeah it's Dude they yeah, do he, this is good. He just has like <laughs> such a weird smile that I'm just like he doesn't show his teeth. I mean it's, that oh, first man. picture like a kid who, that dude, first this is like how I used to smile when I had braces in eighth grade and I never wanted to show my teeth, so I would always smile like a weirdo. And my friends would be like, why do you never smile normally? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> Tell me that first picture, the resemblance is Dude, I'm not that fat. Dude. Look how fat he looks in that. Look how big he looks. Yeah, is. it's not about the fatness, though. It's Liam. not, it's dude. About it's the, the face, dude. I definitely see it. His dude. eyes are pretty wide. Oh, look. Come they're, on. They're Brendan apart. Fraser says sexual assault. What is this? <laughs> Bro, he Brendan got sexually Fraser assaulted is, by uh, a dude. It's okay. Yeah, he got sexually assaulted. He's actually known as very handsome, and the Mummy movies are great. He's very beloved. Thanks for calling me. Don't be, don't be upset. Don't be upset, Liam. All right, and then for you, Greenwald, I actually, I never thought this before, and like, because it's not something I really think about, other than our buddy Malberg, who has, who really looks like fucking Miles Teller and sounds like him. It's it's kind of bizarre, but it's not something I'm generally thinking. But Greenwald, you actually look a lot like Justin Bartha. Doug from The Hangover. <laughs> I kind of see really it. That's really funny. I've never Greenwald heard that Greenwald looks before. a lot like Doug from The Hangover and also like 
although not a big character in the hangover your guys personalities do seem a little bit similar to me like hypothetically you guys are both like justin barth is the type of guy you could punch in the face and wouldn't retaliate you'd kind of just be like hey what was that for man and that's kind of how I see you sometimes, Greenwald. So a little bit of similarity in personality. But also, I mean, let's be real. You had, we had a bit of a missing Greenwald experience the same way they were missing Doug. Oh, during, wow. During our, wow. <laughs> during our time in Barcelona, wow. Greenwald went missing for two <laughs> or three days. Imagine me, petrified, didn't know where the fuck he was. And it, it was, was a like a hangover hours, situation. But, yeah. So. I thought that, that one was pretty fitting for that reason. But also, you guys that, do actually. That is, big time. I'm very excited. I thought <laughs> yeah, you were going to I was going um, to say, are you going to let me say like three days? I mean, I'd be shitting my pants if you were just missing for three days. Yeah, it was more like 24 hours. No, before. no, no, no. But it was, it was like 12 hours, I think. <laughs> it but was a day. I will bro. say also, day, two things, two things I will note. One, Justin Bartha also helped discover the fucking treasure left behind by our founding fathers with Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. Mm-hmm. So you got to imagine he's not just Doug. He's also Riley from the National he's Treasure definitely series. Doug from The Hangover. I'm not taking away his role from National Treasure, but no one has ever called this man Riley from National Treasure. Okay, It's always been Doug. Oh, from I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Mm, a lot of people, like he that. is a much bigger role. But anyways... Uh, I thought you were going to say Justin Long because you've said that in the past. But oh, that's, anyway, oh, Liam. slipped my mind. Yeah. So I I was kind of going with, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like kind of look alike, but I did kind of keep it look alike, but more so on the personality. It doesn't have to be uh, look alike. I feel yeah. like both of them worked for you guys. Like, I, yeah. like hypothetically, anyways, you are no. kind of Dwight Schrute-ish, even though I'm going with Brendan Fraser. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> anyway, Coughlin for you. It came to me immediately, and I'll tell you the re- like my number one reason at the end. But John Hader, um, okay, oh, okay, tall, that's pretty good one. Tall and lanky, big old bitch like Coughlin uh, was <laughs> in Blades of Glory. Coughlin loves figure skating. I mean, he's pretty tall and he's a lanky little bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I did some. I was looking him up, dude, and he fucks with people. He did this thing on xbox where he go on a headset and and like play as napoleon dynamite people are like what the fuck like is this napoleon dynamite <laughs> so it's little shit like that that coughlin would do he also drew like all the sketches in napoleon dynamite he's a very good artist he was drawing them himself which is shit i can see you doing and also greenwald knows this and all our friends know this but i'm sure we'll share a clip but when we were freshmen in college connor actually memorized the dance from Napoleon yes. Dynamite that John Hedder did and performed it in front of I forget how many people like I don't know a thousand people whatever it was and tens of thousands him. yeah Ten, yeah probably tens of thousands so when I when <laughs> the I crowd think went wild so when I think I, the crowd didn't go wild so when I think of U.S. <laughs> Macker I think John Hedder would be fucking hilarious I think it's John Heater but Heater. still Greenwald, very good good comparison yeah, I don't care and so Greenwald for you. I picked oh Adam Sandler, and this is for a few reasons. <laughs> like, you're a guy, you're a funny dude, you know, like, kind of funny. Like, some of Adam Sandler movies are, like, laugh-out-loud funny. Others are like, this is the corniest shit I've ever heard. Kind of like you. He does sing this, the Hanukkah song. He has a few Thanksgiving songs. That's some shit you would do. You would write up. And we I knew think the religion hilarious. was going to come into it at some point. Exactly. Well, I know, but I'm saying, it, I think it's hilarious. And the way, you, 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 do you see the pictures of him in public where he just wears, like, 
a big puffy jacket and just like gym shorts. Like Greenwald, that's how you fucking dress in college. You just be putting on the same like <laughs> weird ass outfit walking around. I just think of Adam Sandler for that and I I don't know. I just see Adam Sandler being a perfect fit for you. I actually that's pretty funny. I I actually didn't think about this very much, so I, I won't say I yeah, like Liam, I actually the Rain Wilson one that's really fucking funny for you, but I didn't because I, I actually honestly like didn't <laughs> I was thinking about it a lot but I did for Connor I definitely knew that and what sparked the question in my mind too was that Connor back in the day with the long hair was shaggy from fucking yeah. Scooby-Doo or Matthew Reeves but I wasn't gonna give him that satisfaction that's another good one I wasn't that's gonna give him that one. satisfaction but yeah Should've. um damn well I wanna give a mixed bag cause I think like Liam your comparison to Connor uh as John Heater is spot on okay Connor, other than comparison. the Napoleon Dynamite dance I get he's tall and lanky I'll concede to that Dude, but we don't look alike with people Dude, he There's no people. argument that needs to be made yeah. here. The hardest I've laughed up. in weeks was at pulling up those pictures of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Dude, it's spot on. Come on. Come on. Seeing those pictures oh my God. was the hardest that I've saying, laughed dude. in a long time. <laughs> and I'm, it's not even so much the comparison, even though it is pretty spot on. It's just the fact that like the, that half fucking smile in those pictures. Like, <laughs> holy shit, that. that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> holy fucking shit. I thought... Dish, Brennan Frazier is a good I know, fucking, I know. Way better than Rain Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, Jason, Jason Barth is... Justin Bartha, I'm sorry, is a good one for you too, Greenwald. Another one for you, Connor, but he's way too short. But Jason Schwartzman, I think... You kind of look like him a little bit. Mm, just a hair, but yeah, okay. I'll take that. I'll, I'll at, the end, at the end of Scott Pilgrim, like, you know, he, he definitely, you guys have some similarities, I would say. Yeah, fair enough. Like, but I, but I, I'm, I'm, mostly, I'm saying, I'm, I, that sounds like my point. In what way? Like you're giving me the point, it sounds like. Oh, I am giving you the okay. point. I'm giving you the point. All right, yeah. fair, fair. All right, that's all I needed to hear. I guess I can tell my question in any order. It doesn't really have a big effect. But let's move on to my question. NBA is back. We didn't mention it so much in the beginning because we're going to talk about it now. Our episode comes out tomorrow, Thursday, which is when the NBA is back. Zion will be playing in the very first game. That's pretty exciting. But the real treat is at night, Lakers-Clippers. A little bit of LeBron versus Kawhi action. First game back. That should be great. Uh, my question for you guys anyways is I want you to sell me on the two teams that are going to be on, in the NBA Finals. I want you to also let me know who's going to win. And I want you to finish off with one bold prediction about what's going to happen during this return of the NBA season. So my matchup, I have Clippers versus Bucks. I think the Lakers are going to be coming back. They already lost Rajon Rondo. Um, Avery Bradley's opted out. I don't think adding J.R. Smith is that much of a help, to be honest. He's been going off right. in preseason, although preseason uh, yeah. is something. I mean, it's also tough because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say right now, like I got the same I got the same pick for the finals. So I guess this is gonna be more about who can make a better argument for yeah. why that we both feel that. And way. I also want to hear the predictions too. The predictions. So yeah, so I'm thinking they're gonna they're they're gonna face the. Clippers, the Clippers are going to just watch the Lakers 4-2 series, I would say. LeBron oh, wow. two games out of wow. it. I think the Bucks are just going to fucking steamroll their way through the East. I don't see, I mean, Toronto, maybe. <laughs> Celtics, bro. Celtics, no. 
Yes, dude. I don't see the Celtics. I mean, 76ers maybe, but I don't think I wouldn't be too worried about the Celtics at all. And well, that's just because I hate. Well, Greenwald, what's your logic behind but, these two teams? I, I think the big. Oh wait, I didn't get. I didn't get my bold prediction. Well, fucking spit it out. Well, you didn't yeah, give me a chance. <laughs> so my bold prediction. You stopped talking out of nowhere and then just like went silent. Oh, sorry. Anyway, my bold prediction here is there is going to be another outbreak in the bubble. However, David Stern, before he died, has buried somewhere directions for Adam Silver to find on how to handle the coronavirus. And Adam Silver is single-handedly going to follow this treasure map, uncover what... Um, We're supposed to talk about conspiracy theories. Left behind. This is no conspiracy. What he's left behind. I don't even know what this is, but and David Stern will save the day. Okay. So bold prediction is a a fantasy. David Stern will save the day. So when I said bold prediction, I meant like hmm, maybe Zion will suck. Maybe Zion will go off. Maybe like J.R. Smith is gonna have like some some like porn stars in the bubble or something like that is more so my line of thought but okay uh adam silver is gonna follow david stern's map to the to the solution (laughs) of the coronavirus all right here's here's my logic for uh clippers bucks uh a part of me wanted to go with the lakers just because it feels like it's written the same way slumdog millionaire was written like with you know, Kobe and Gianna obviously dying in the helicopter crash earlier this year. It feels like they're on a, a path to destiny. But, like, I remember seeing... Th- literally, I know that this isn't that logical, but I remember seeing the first clip out of the bubble was Kawhi standing at half court just waiting for the game to start as the rest of the Clippers were being introduced onto the court. The man is just quietly focused, and the Clippers have... They just have it. They have the coach. They have the, t- they have the players. They have the tools. I think they're going to win it all. I also think the Bucks are going to sweep the East. I do think sweep. the Celtics are the, the best. Not sweep the Celtics. I think that the Celtics could take them, you know, for a bit of a ride. But I think with the way Giannis is playing right now, basically having locked up his second MVP back-to-back, um, you know, averaging 29.6 points, 13.7 rebounds, 5.8 assists, one steal and block per game. That's a significant improvement from his stats last year when he already won the MVP. And apparently he's shooting some nice three-pointers in the bubble as well. So I got to go with Clippers, Bucks, but I think the Clippers have the tools. Um, I think the Lakers get a tougher path to the Clippers. And by the time they get there, the Clippers get it done. My bold prediction, the Blazers are going to wrap up the eighth seed. We got a skinny mellow. CJ McCollum's rocking a really dope kind of hairdo i think when <laughs> cj dame mellows skinny i think the blazers had a shitty part of the season i think that for them the coronavirus kind of break was the perfect amount of time to be like we need to get our fucking shit together and dame didn't want to go to the bubble unless he knew he had a good shot at making the playoffs like he's there for a reason i think he gets to i think the blazers get the eight seed and i think they take the lakers to six uh, I do think the Lakers will beat them, but I think that it will be a closer series than everyone thinks. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the Bucks are going to be really tough to beat. I will acknowledge that. Your point, though, about Giannis, like, apparently you said is making threes in the bubble. Well, I mean, last time I checked, Giannis said he couldn't even shoot hoops, like, at the start of quarantine because he didn't have a hoop at his house. So, like, I don't expect to see any severe improvements to Giannis' shooting. 
Just what I saw on Twitter, and he doesn't even need it. I just, it's I just thought a side he had note, it. Thought, he's shooting some nice threes. I thought he had a basketball court in his apartment. I don't know why you would think that, but no. No, I do remember him saying <laughs> saying that there's no hoop for him to shoot on. Yeah, dude, I think it might be the Lakers, though. If I'm being honest, like, I, talk about Could be. talking about motivation with Kawhi. I mean, motivation for LeBron in terms of the whole Kobe thing, as you brought up, big. But the big motivation source of motivation for me is the last dance being so popular during the quarantine. That must have yeah. woke or put a fire under LeBron's ass. I think what it'll really come down to is like, what is the more useful combination? Like LeBron and AD, who are true different positions, whereas PG and Kawhi, they're a little bit more comparable. So I wonder if yep. they can be also, as versatile as the other two. Yeah, I just looked it up. Giannis uh, was lying about not owning a hoop and lied about not having access to a basketball hoop during quarantine. Yeah, I mean, I figured he was getting his shots up. He's like on pace to be the MVP this yeah, year. Yeah, he's got to fucking like, get his shots but, up. But I mean, my point really was like, I mean, in a couple months, two, three months, I don't expect Giannis to all of a sudden be a three-point shooter. That, that's Yeah, by the way, like how the fuck, if you look at the names for the MVP race, both AD and LeBron are in consideration. And all I'm saying is like, how is that possible? How are you how are you the most valuable player in the league if there's another person on your team also being considered? Like I just don't I just don't understand that. Yeah, I mean tough, but it, like LeBron is a, like a real floor commander, like the leader with the ball and a- no, AD both, is arguably the best excellent. defensive player just, in the league. And like he's been killing on no, those mid-range that. jumpers too, so both of them are hard to I stop. I get that, but how can you be the MVP of the league if like there's two candidates for the MVP of the league on one team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. It doesn't really make sense to me. So let's move on to movie wrecks. Greenwald, I'm going to let you go first because we've briefly mentioned it during our Emmy nominations, but what are you going to go with? Yeah, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, Thank you for letting me all things as, as are given from God. I'm going with Rami. We talked about it briefly in the beginning when we talked about Emmy nominations nominated for a few Emmys, which is how I actually discovered it originally because I remember watching his speech when he won the award for, uh, you know, best writing on an original series or something. Well, your me- your memory is not serving you that well because it was actually me texting you being like, yo, the show Rami that I've never heard of just won comedy or just, just won some awards. Like, what is the deal? I'll dig those texts up mm. if I have to, Greenwald. I'm very surprised. You can dig up the I'm text, very surprised but, but you're not I giving s- me the credit on this, but I, I'm digging up those texts. But you can act you like can you dig saw up his the speech text. in real That's, time. I didn't see his speech in real time. I saw it on Twitter and I remember being like, oh, I wonder what this is. But we'll it, I, I think you should dig up those texts because yeah, I, I really, uh, I really, I, I dispute that. But, anyways. It's the lesser known version of what I think is a very popular show nowadays, which is the same formula and format as like Atlanta, which does the similar thing with young black American life and then Master of None, which does it with young American Indian life. But in this case, it's different because it's portraying American Muslims when Western pop culture usually depicts them as, you know, the bad guys. And he totally embarked. He totally embraces that. Everything all right um, there, Jack? And yeah, I don't know. Something just fell. Uh, and he totally embraces that. You know, he he has like some hilarious concepts. Like Mia Khalifa was in the most recent season. Uh, he has a dream where he's like imagining Osama bin Laden talking to him in his sleep. 
his uncle is like a huge racist towards Jews and works in the Diamond District in New York City, which is like overrun with Jews, but at the same time gives like huge emotional depth to all the characters for what they go through. It's 30 minutes an episode, it's on Hulu, two seasons, so easy to binge. And yeah, both Rami, Yusuf himself, and Mahershala Ali got nominated for Emmys. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, when are you going to awesome mention Mahershala? Was, I think that was the first time. Yeah, but. well, I mean, because I, I think he's so awesome in it, but it's so great even without him. Like, yeah, it's just no, a great, unique, awesome show. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those shows like it does all those things, makes you laugh, makes you like really feel empathetic towards the characters and gives you just a better sense of like what life is like for them yeah you know? so. yeah i mean i'm not even kidding it's probably my favorite show ever and that's a pretty bold statement but it is so good wow it's so funny it's like as you're took a huge step up too, as you're watching two, it is, as you're watching it it's really like lighthearted. as you're watching it's i mean laughs you don't really have to think about it too much but you'd be surprised some of the themes it actually explores are pretty deep uh yeah it was the first like muslim american sitcom nominated for an emmy and he does like a really cool job. I feel like it's for a lot of us, it's pretty maybe tough to relate to Muslim immigrants. Like if you don't really know any, uh, this show does a, a great, great job of kind of exploring that world a little bit. But yeah, solid recommendation. First TV recommendation, but very, very worthy. Uh, Dish, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so for mine, I did, uh, I saw this movie, it's a few years old, but I saw it probably two years ago, shout out Jack Cove, just chilling on a Sunday, um, it's a psychological thriller, ex machina, machina, I'm fucking machina, everything. yeah, whatever the fuck, <laughs> um, so it was, uh, directed by Alex Garland, who actually wrote the screenplay for, I don't know if you guys saw 28 Days Later, with, uh, yeah, and he did Devs, which, yeah, is something I would recommend on a, on yeah. a future podcast. What's 28 Days Later? The one with uh, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt or going like with cancer? Is that 28 Days it's Later? With, no, that's 50-50. Yeah. Uh. It's with Cecilian Murphy, who's also one of my favorite actors. Killian. <laughs> Killian. Killian Murphy, bro. Cecilia. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, <laughs> the movie, um, it keeps you literally on the edge of your seat the whole damn time. It's kind of creepy, the whole Thing. It's about a programmer who gets invited out to his see this weird ass CEO's um, like estate. He gets flown out in a helicopter. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere, and pretty much he has a test with an artificial intelligent robot, Ava, and it's called the Turing test, which is kind of getting a robot capable of being undistinguishable from a human being. And so that's the test that he's given when he goes to the CEO's house, and it kind of just goes through all the different kind of fucked up things that could happen with artificial intelligence. I'm not going to give any more of it away, but definitely something to check out and recommend highly. And finally, I'm going to go with Drive. Most people know Drive. If they've seen Drive, it's for Ryan Gosling, who's the star of that film. He's excellent in it. It's directed by this Danish dude, Nicholas Winding Refn who, like, he directed Bronson. I'm not too familiar with, like, that many of his other movies, but, like, if you Google his name, a lot of people say a lot of positive things about him. He's got, he's definitely got a distinct style. This movie is a neo-noir. Neo it's, like, super violent, kind of, like, weird shadows. It's got, got, like, a weird sinister feel to it the whole time. Excellent cinematography. Some incredible songs in the movie. Just a good, good type of movie to watch late night. I was watching it. I don't think you were there, Greenwald, but... Post uh, the Murrah Mesa concert, there's a group of us watching oh. in our living room, kind of on the come down. Yeah. Like late at night. I think I was kind of watching that. One of those movies. I think I was watching with that with you. 
Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, I was over your I, house. I, I watched it shortly after you watched it because you guys were so- talking about how good it yes, was. Yes, yes, now I remember it. Check Holy, it out. Oh, but yeah, I think the soundtrack is. That that by the way, it's I funny because that sure. soundtrack and all those songs, which are so good, and it's original soundtrack. I think sometimes they come up, and I feel like people out of context are like, "This is a pretty weird song." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, if you saw the movie, you know, like when it comes, it's like." Boom, butch, you got me under your spell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> ambient. Like, it's not ambient, but it, it does. Yeah, it's weird kind of sounds, but it's it's really good. And a sneaky good cast. Yeah, for like a low, you know, kind of low profile. Yeah, movie, other a than lot of like actors you'd like recognize, but you wouldn't necessarily know their names. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just kind of that perfect movie for like a come down post concert. Maybe if you can't go to bed yet for whatever reason. Yeah, ne- next next time you, are, you guys are all on the come down, just, you know, throw it on. Throw it on, I'm telling you. As the sun's coming up at like 5 a.m., that is the perfect movie to be watching. But uh, that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap it up in a second. Anything to watch out for this weekend, guys? Oh, well, ba- basketball, obviously, is basketball, the big thing. Obviously. Uh, we'll basketball. see about baseball. Baseball is going to be Keep a day- day-to-day baseball. thing, really. Uh, soccer's at a bit of a standstill. Last weekend was kind of like the big last weekend in the Premier League. We got some exciting soccer matches. Congrats to, look. to Man U. Thank you. Top four. Congrats Man United. Man yeah, excellent. Very delighted for Man United. Uh, but soccer will be back big in a big way in August, guys. Champions League is going to be back in the August, and it's like a shortened I'm Champions League. That. So it's pretty much like games every day. Uh, so that's that's something to look forward to. Anything else, really, guys? I think that's about it. Yeah, I w- I, the only other thing I would say, I'd like to publicly uh, thank our listeners for this time. Uh, we'll be less international after this weekend. I will be returning to the United States. So, so we're going from three to, continents uh, my, to two. Shit. All my, all right, uh, boys. All my I'm out. Fam. I'm out, boys. Yeah, I'll find some other place. Huge selling point <laughs> that we're that we're losing out on now. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, it, guys. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to give us a review. Check out our Instagram page, maybe. But uh, other than that, we'll see you next Thursday. Photo. Safe fam. We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. What's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correct the mundo. And that's what we're gonna be. We're gonna be cool.